everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strother. I'm Sean Spencer. Back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. That's Let's Talk Football. And one-fourth, baby, of the fearsome foursome. That is Washington Football. We You know who it is. It's your boy. And I'm with the guys. I'm with the crew. My road dogs. To the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. My guy, South Carolina's eggplant. Dub K in the building. Will Kramer, baby. Let's go. Let's hey, go. look at it. New Jersey. Got the 4-7 oh, oh, yeah. on. New oh, Jersey. Yeah. With the nice, the fresh stitched 4-7, the Chris Cooley. I like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Yo, and hey, hey, we have to we have to talk about my main man. We gotta talk about Mr. Moist. Okay. The shirtless wonder is in the building. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how we doing? How we doing today, guys? Blessed, man. Definitely blessed. I can dig it. I can dig it. Oh, I already got people watching. What's up, Cat? Yep. Oh, coming back. Coming back. Yep. Oh, no okay. hair. No hair. <laughs> Yo. Hey, hey, what's up, Nathan? I'll be sure. Yes, sir. Glad you picked up on that. Glad you picked up on that one. <laughs> Someone did. I had no clue what you're singing. <laughs> You know, at the beginning, I almost forgot. I was like, wait, what is the last? All right, I got it. I got it. Huh? Yo, but we're here with you. It's another Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Football is literally like two weeks away. It's less than 50 days till the season is here. Oh, I can't wait, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. I am so excited. I am so hyped. Oh, my goodness. It cannot get here soon enough. Ladies and gentlemen, well, look, but we got we got a lot to talk to you about. We're gonna go into a little of the league information and the league news that we got going on. But first and foremost, gotta do my birthdays. Gotta definitely take a minute and shout out my old principal, my old school director at, at Mount Pleasant Christian Academy, Miss Margaret Agairi. Love you so much. Love you dearly. When I came out of you know school. I went and did my little stint at the YMCA. Will, you was one of the ones that got me in. I, I worked there for a couple of years, yeah. but and I started in teaching there, and, and she actually kind of groomed me at Mount Pleasant Christian Academy is where I went after that, and I taught there for almost a decade. I still, you know, kind of work part-time there, just kind of helping out, doing whatever, but she was always, I mean, she was the most patient person, <laughs> the most patient person in the world, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm one who needs patience, Cat. You know it. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And I got to also shout out my cousin, 
my cousin, the Mary Kay consultant, Kristen Vandegrift. Kristen Evans is a Facebook name, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to shout her out. I can't say the age, obviously, but she's a youngster. She's getting it, she's getting it done. Graduated in med school, I believe, uh, uh, doing EMS, EMT work, this, this type of stuff. So, yo, shout you out. Shout you out, baby girl. And you already know, you my road dog. When we, Whenever we need to uh, leave uh, Thanksgiving dinner and take a drive, you my girl. So, uh, <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Now, with that being said, with our birthdays, we also talk about some of the upsetting moments in life. And this one in particular, it, it stinks. We talk about your... Our, uh, our Lance Snyder passed away, ladies and gentlemen, mother of Dan Snyder. And I know we talk about Dan all the time. You know, he makes it hard not to talk about him. Let's, let's be very honest about that. But, you know, you still don't want this to happen. You still don't want anybody to have to go through losing a parent. So, you know, all, you know, prayers go to the Snyder family. Prayers go to, you know, everybody within, um, you know, sending our love from Washington Football Weekly, man. Hope y'all are able to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys want to say anything about it? Um, really no much. Um, I'll, I'll jump on that. Like, yeah. Don't like the man, Dan Schneider, but honestly, you don't want to see harm done to anybody or to their family. You don't wish that upon anybody. So uh, big prayers for that, man. Like, I can't even imagine. My mom's still here, and it's just, like, that's just a hard thing to even think about, just to lose your mama, man. So, yeah. Um, Dan Schneider, I'm sorry, man. My my condolences, prayers for you and your family. Um, she's she's looking down upon us, man. That's yeah. I mean, that's the only comfort that we can really um, home in on. So, um, again, I'm sorry and I'm praying for you and your family. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Will you got anything? Are you good? No, I just hope. Yeah, I mean, the thought of for any child of when the when the time comes, your parents go is is terrifying, and so you just hope that the opportunity they have to gather um, with family and with friends and reminisce on the good times and the memories yeah. is what helps them through these these moments. Yeah, and shout out to Cat. Whether you like him or not, this is such a tragedy. Heart out to Snyder and the family. So. That is definitely upsetting, and we wish you the best. With that being said, we're going to go back to a little bit of joy. Well, joy for one of your teams. If you are a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, your team is world champions. Last (laughs) night, the Milwaukee Bucks did what they said they were going to do, winning six. They won in six after going down 2-0 to uh, Chris Paul. And the Phoenix Suns, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, with an amazing performance by Giannis, who scored, I believe, 40 points in five of the six games, maybe four of the six. I mean, just yeah. dominated. A lot, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, capped it off with a 50-point performance. A lot of you watched when he, uh, when Aiton got the oop. And then all of a sudden, you hear the block heard around the world, and Giannis just got in between it, and then just uh, to the camera. So shout out to him. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been trying to get that title. I'm so, so, so happy for you, Giannis. 
And, and and you know what? You know what's funny, Will? You know, I, I thought about last night, and I started seeing the fans. I saw some of the you know fans crying and this and that. And I remember there was a post that I, I had read a while ago, and it was two girls talking, and the girl said, "What is the? I think I shared it with you guys. What's the one thing that every man wants more than anything else? It's for their team to win it all. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what. Hey, think of it. If we got that. If our team won it all, man. Do I dare I even say this right now? But if our team won it all, man, I I don't I wouldn't be good for anybody. My girl, hey, leave me be. I just, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit. Let me be in my fields. Right. <laughs> leave me alone for about three days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yo, so shout out to Milwaukee. Shout out to the Bucks. I think it was 50 years ago since the last time y'all have had this kind of glory. Um, shout out to you guys. That's what's up. And actually, with it being the Milwaukee Bucks winning championship, we're also going to talk this week, since it's not a lot about um, Washington going on, we're going to go around the league and talk about some big news that's coming out. And one of the big things that we've been talking about all offseason, that damn bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, we just found out Aaron Rodgers would offer the two-year extension by the Packers and turned it down ab why are we still talking about this man ab like what's what's what is this about um you already said he's the baddest man in football bro like you know what i'm saying like he's a bad man and um he's just not happy man like and this is this should be a lesson for everybody i know and i've always I always tell you guys, there's a difference between, like, honestly, this money seems big to us because we don't got it. But, like, Aaron Rodgers, this man's been, like, he's on his, like, third or fourth contract right now. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, he had, like, he can just say, I'm, that, like, even, even though you guys are going to show me res- respect by paying me, uh, making me the highest paid player in the league it's already been done like you already disrespected me and this should it's a lesson to everybody yeah money money doesn't absolve disrespect you know what i'm saying like it and it, like and and rogers is telling everybody that this isn't just about money you know what i'm saying it's really not you guys are Let's just keep let's 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 just be real. Like they're uh, pretty much uh, doing an, an Andrew Luck to Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and they're just not giving this man his respect. Like this man, like honestly, if if the first job isn't to protect this man and have this man have a a, a career like Tom Brady, then what do you, what's your front office doing? Like mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? You can pay this man all you want, but if you're not surrounding him with things to make him make him have a fifty year like to, this man should like honestly he shouldn't be running for his life every play. And mm-hmm. honestly, good quarterbacks should be playing until they're about fifty if their team is doing it right. And right. they're they're just not setting them up for that, and they haven't been for years. So Aaron Rodgers wants a little control. He wants to look like just a little say so saying, hey, like, especially when it comes to the draft and when they uh, drafted uh, Jordan Love, it was a slap in the face. 
Like, Ann Rogers, you're not our dude. Like, honestly, F you and and everything you wrote in on. Right, right. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. Yeah, like, like, and to me, like, they just signed them to uh, a big contract, too. And then, like, they're basically saying, oh, but we're thinking about moving on from you, too. So, nah, it's not, it's not about money. It's like it's about the respect, and Aaron Rodgers has given his soul without even complaining to yeah. this team, and they're just saying "f you." So Aaron Rodgers just wants out, and honestly, can we? Can anybody blame this man? Can any of you blame this man for just wanting out? I know this. I know everyone that's a a fan that's sitting there looking at this and like. Oh, they made they threw all this money at him. How dare he and everything like that. Guys, these players aren't starving for money. So right. you can't just throw money at a player and then think that's gonna solve solve shit. It's not. No. These guys ain't these players aren't us. To us, we'd be like, okay, I'll throw my mama in a ditch. Is that what you want? <laughs> what like, you know what I mean? If, like if I'm, if you're gonna pay me that amount, okay. But these guys aren't us, so stop holding these guys to our to our regular regular ass standards, and just look at them and just be like, look, you can't pay this man off, and you just need to hurry up and trade him. I mean, exactly. It's, I mean, it's about damn time. Yo, shout out to Whitney who's watching us, saying what's up. Congratulations, Wendy, diehard Bucks Bucks fan and Packers fan. One team is way high, and the other one might be without a quarterback. Wendy, I hope, I hope for you that you can go into the season with a quarterback. But will, I mean, I put it on the head. They've been disrespecting this man. They drafted his replacement a couple years ago. They have not helped him outside of ever since um, his boy left and he went to the Raiders. Um, Eighty-seven. You know, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, right. Ever since he left, all he has is Devontae Adams. I everybody mm-hmm. people have told me Scan, uh, Valdez Scantling and, and these guys. No, he makes them good. He the makes journey, them man. better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Will, man, what, what do you think of this? I, I think this is wild. I mean, I just continue to watch this with like just a whole lot of intrigue because the Packers were in the NFC championship game. You know, like they were, they were competing. They were right there with, with the Bucks and could have made it to the Super Bowl. You know, with some coaching, some questionable coaching decisions, and Aaron Rodgers is willing to just say, "Nope, not interested. Don't need to stay," um, which shows. I mean, they really have ticked him off that he's willing to leave a team like that. I and mean, he is upset at that general manager, and he is not forgetting. And Ab, you are so right. It's not about the money. It's about the fact what has he been working with the last couple of years? At the end, towards the end of his career, what have they given him in a chance to to be successful? And they have really dropped the ball with, with giving him some weapons. And like you said, he's running for his life. His offensive line has not been good. They don't have depth there. They ignore it year after year. He doesn't have good marquee receivers, you know, and so he's having to make stuff something out of nothing. I mean, I just, I just think this is going to be interesting to watch to see what do they do. I mean, I do believe he's got a huge uh, payout if he gets traded. New team would have to just take on a huge cap hit, and so that makes it real difficult to just say, 
disgruntled player, you're out of here. But I do believe next year it becomes a lot more manageable. And I just think this is going to be interesting to see if he says either, A, I'm just going to sit out, I'm not going to do this, or if he says, this is my last year here, this is it, and then I'm out. Um, and it'll be interesting to see then what it takes the following year then. I mean, I think I think offseason next year with Aaron Rodgers, if, if, I don't know if he's going to get traded this year, this offseason. I don't think it's going to happen now. So I just think this is going to be real interesting to revisit come February of next year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, honestly, and uh, shout out to Nathan. He says, with all due respect, this isn't giving you Brett Favre vibes. Everybody was on Favre's ass, but Aaron, we are giving him the sympathy card. I understand, but this is a business. Okay, okay. Thanks for commenting. Yeah. Thanks for watching. He's not wrong. He's Man, not what? wrong. He, he's not wrong. What he's saying is, is, you know, basically what they did to Aaron Rodgers is what they did to Brett Favre. I, I don't remember everything about that time, but I think what happened here is Aaron Rodgers was blindsided by the Jordan Love pick. They could have given him a heads up. That, hey, you know, we really like this guy. If he slips to us, we may be, be looking at him. Um, and I think the Packers were, or the Packers are, on the verge of championships, you know, and so that's what kind of people surprised. They said, whoa, whoa, you're willing to go for your future and not help right now. Um, yeah. But I, I'll have to admit, I can't remember everything about that Rodgers draft and how, how good the Packers were, or were they just kind of a middle of the road could make playoffs team? Mom, but um, if, if I remember correctly, uh, Brett Favre had them in limbo every year. Like, like I understand these like quarterbacks three. are saying, yeah. See, you know, like, I, like I understand that it's uh, the both it's the similarities. Basically, these quarterbacks are like, what about me? What about me? What about me? But Brett Favre literally every year was like, I'm a retire, and then didn't come out of retirement until like training camp. Mm -hmm. Like Brett Favre, I mean, so uh, Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to y'all no more. I'm mm -hmm. done with y'all. But yeah. Brett Favre kept being like. I'm retiring, and then all right. of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm here. Guess what? I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Then right. pull out the retirement paperwork and was just all of a sudden showing up at training camp being like, I'm here. I'm your starting quarterback still. And right. then they were like, you're playing too many games. This, right. Like, Aaron Rodgers ain't playing no games with y'all. Like, honestly, like, yeah. you know we won't. <laughs> Even with all the back and forth that they're saying that Aaron Rodgers is doing, he's been pretty consistent basically saying, I'm done with y'all. Yeah. But you guys, it's like a bad girlfriend relationship. Like, well, you say it to my face. Right. I said it every which way possible. Like, I'm You done. don't really mean that. You don't really mean that. And like, you, you didn't say it. You didn't say it to my face. With uh, without showing me your hands, showing them that they're not crossed, like you right, right. Me, like, come on, man. Like Green Bay yeah. is acting like a bad girlfriend right now, and uh, like a bad ex girlfriend, like won't that won't take the breakup as being serious. It's as serious as can be, right. and I don't think it's fair to say it's the same as Brett Favre because Brett Favre was literally saying he was going to retire just so he didn't have to participate in off-season uh, <laughs> right. practice. Right. Like, so, yeah, he knew what he was 
it's not Brett the Favre same. Brett was different. Brett Favre, exactly. He was playing it. He was just sitting back. He'd have what it was. And Jared Allen and those guys come to the house. Oh, let's talk to Brett. Brett's like, hey, come on, guys. Let's have a drink. <laughs> we're not. We're chilling. And we're not going to do. Because he, he, with him, it was just like he said, at practice. This is practice? Are you kidding me? You know I've, been in year, I've been in this for 20 years, and you want me to right. come to practice? What? No, oh, no but, but like you said, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's different with it. Aaron Rodgers is saying, F you, I don't care what you have to say. Boom, I want out. Oh, let's do this, let's do that. I I want out. Oh, da da da, da. I want and Ab, you hit the nail on the head. It's like that girl, we're like, yo, I, I'm done, babe. No, we're no, we're through. No, <laughs> no, oh, oh, okay. All right, well, I'll see you tomorrow. No, no, we're done. Like, no, we're done. We're done. <laughs> She's like, okay, babe. Well, do you want me to call you when I get home? No. No. <laughs> yo, but we yo, we gotta move on because I, I refuse to give this man, that bad man, any more airtime until he so, gets on the field. Let me let me just add this. It's just yeah. that when we say that they didn't give him any support and everything like that, it's that this man is basically uh, like he, he has an all pro. I want to say guard or tackle. I want to yeah. say like yeah. one of the best players. Yeah, yeah, one of the best players in the league. But that's one player mm-hmm. out of five. Mm-hmm. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like Grant, you may give him another second player, but this man is basically saying, like Russell Wilson, give me an offensive line. You know what I'm saying? I'm at that time in my uh career that I need to start being more careful and you guys should be thinking about that too. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, they they barely draft any offensive linemen. They don't draft wide receivers. Like last year was the one time they drafted a wide receiver, what, third in the third round, Amari Rogers. Mm-hmm. And he might not even like that's like too late. You get what I'm saying? Like this man has been saying this for years. Like Draft me somebody mm-hmm. high, so a weapon high, so that I can actually do something. And not to mention, they don't really give him a tight end, a sufficient tight end. You know what I'm saying? Tanya. Like they got that yeah. one dude, uh, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. Versus, yeah. uh, he's a seventh rounder, uh, right. undrafted right. free agent. Right. Girl, right. Come on, man! Like they they playing too much, bro. Like. Yeah. They don't give any – they want Aaron Rodgers to earn his money. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. And they're treating him like he a rookie to earn it. Like, not yeah. like he's that bad man that has been doing it for all these years. Not like he's the one that last year, what, did 48 and 5? 48 and 5. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was basically almost um, the MVP. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, yo, like, this guy eh. – he knows what he wants. He doesn't. He's not getting that respect. And you're absolutely right, Ab. They're not helping him out. They're not giving him anything, any toys, any weapons. It's ridiculous. And so we'll see what happens because this is going to be interesting. And uh, I, I can't wait to see the conclusion of this, this and many other stories. But another new bit of news that we have a little more somber: um, Cam Akers tore his Achilles. Not even. In a game, not even in practice. Will, oh, damn, how how you feel about this? What does this mean for the Rams? Like, what's up? This is crushing for them. I mean, this guy was—he was on the verge of really turning into something this year. I think he was pretty 
he he got got banged up a little bit last year um, on that Rams team, so he didn't. He really came on towards the end of the season, so he's one of those classic players. You know, the running back in year two is really going to bust out. Um, and and you you sit here and you think of like Matt Stafford just got signed. He's got this stud running back that he's going to be handing off to. He's got these weapons at receiver, and he just lost it. He yeah. just lost, you know, and. So, you know, for the team, I mean, this that's a big blow to the Rams. Big blow. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. And that's the first thing I thought was like, oh, my God, Cam was – this was the year that he was going to peak. You know, he had that great playoff run. He had a great couple games coming into the playoffs last year. And now it was like this was the year. He's the number one guy. <sighs> I mean, I, I hate this. I absolutely hate this. And, Ab, you know <sighs> – you don't want to see this happen to a guy, but unfortunately it does happen. Um, his backup is Henderson. There's other guys that are available. What do you think about this, the injury? What do you think about what they're going to potentially be doing, like in replacement? Like what's going on? Uh, Will, did you say anything about a replacement? I haven't gone there. You're the first to go. All right. So to me, honestly, um, if anybody remembers last year, Henderson and uh, Akers was like a one-two punch last year. Um, so Henderson can very much, very well take over the roles himself. But if you know, if we remember how uh, Sean McVay likes to do it, he likes to run, 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 and like mm-hmm. throw different mixture, different styles, this and that your way, and. You can't be that diverse if you only have, like, one main back. And to me, when Sean McVay was here, he had RG3 and Alfred Morris. So that was a one-two punch that, like, was very diverse, and it worked. It worked a lot. So to me is that he's going to have to bring someone in. There was one – so they got one player that was a a seventh-rounder this past draft. And mm-hmm. undrafted last year, I don't think that's going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they say they they like them both, but if you're mm-hmm. supposed to make a Super Bowl run, this isn't the time to be like, I won't do it. This is your chance. Here you right. go. Like, let's <laughs> see what you can do. Nah, bro. Nah, man. You need. If you're going to do a one-two punch, you're going to have to bring somebody in. And honestly, I think this is the call. Like, um, I think this is the calling for. No, we're not talking no Todd Gruley. Stop it. <laughs> I'm saying, I know, not to Aaron. Tom Gurley coming back. <laughs> we're not talking no Todd Gurley, man. I'm. I'm gonna say it right here. I'm gonna say it right here. You heard it first. AP. They need AP in there right now. They need someone that's dependable and that can actually just take the ball and honestly do what they can, just take over a game. And AP is that person. And if you want to change it up, you got uh, you got Henderson to just do everything that he can other than what AP does. AP is that smash you right down your throat, and Henderson is everything else. So – why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't care what anybody says. AP is durable than a mud, bro. Like, hey, this man 45 and yeah. with the cane, and yeah. he's able to run over 
all of us put together. So yeah. AP it is, man. Because honestly, yeah. um, the only other person I really think that deserves a chance out there is Duke Johnson. And I just think he's too small. I just think yeah. he's too small to be out there like that. So <laughs> AP is my guy to go out there. And after training camp, like honestly, after they get a few days in training camp, I think that's when they'll be like, okay, we need something else. We need a little bit more consistency. And AP yep. is that. Yeah, most definitely. Yo, hey, hey, and shout out to the people we're watching. We got we got a bunch of people over on the stream right now. Shout out to Joe Newman, you know, talking about they started when they drafted a QB. If they didn't, uh, this wouldn't have been an issue. The same with Brett, but that goes back to the other thing. Shout out to Brandon Liddy talking about uh, – um, Aaron Rodgers not coming to Washington. Don't worry about it. We'll see what happens. Yo, shout out to Jack. Jack's watching, saying, yo, if they don't pick up AP, if they don't pick up another running back, y'all better draft D. Henderson in fantasy. He's moving up the list. He's moving up the list. Yo, shout out to all y'all that are watching. Look, wait, hold up. Cam, what are you talking about? A.A.R. Peterson. Oh, my goodness. I agree with that. I agree with that, user. (laughs) Who's that? That's my that's my uh, that's my nephew Cameron. I think he's right. <laughs> man, oh man, yo, I mean, and they need they need to. Will, man, what do you think, man? <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm with you that I love AP. I would love for them to give him a chance. But it, what did we say about AP, which is why he's not in Washington anymore? How predictable did the offense get when he's in? Oh, there? yeah, you know? and it would take snaps away from um. Gibson. Right, right. And I just I just don't see Sean McVay being willing to go to somebody who you know what's coming with AP in there. He's he's kind of too much of the – he's trying to keep you on, on your toes and not sure what's coming. Um, I, I read where I heard there's a dude out of uh, Denver. Uh, Royce Freeman could be, could be someone in play. I think I, – I remember seeing like the Texans, I believe, um, have signed like four ex-starters to be running as their running back. So there could be something here in training camp and the preseason. You know, one of these guys that notices they're not going to get that much playing time. You're right, though. You can't go Daryl Henderson or Darrell Henderson to who they drafted. But I will say that seventh-round pick is University of Maryland product Jake Funk. Don't sleep on Jake by the end of the season, but you, you are correct. Where you can't you can't be giving him the rock right now, but by the end of the season, you know you never know with this guy. He's a stud, and he's come back from worse, and he really could be something to, something to watch out for. So when you need to get those fantasy sleepers towards the end of the year, look out for Jake Funk. Jake Funk, does this have anything to do with your love of Maryland? I, I'm just asking. That's exactly what it is. Of course. Of course. That's all it is. Jesus. Oh, yeah. He's a product of the DMV. Y'all should be proud of this guy in the NFL. Have some pride in your local local football team. Dirty yeah. Terps. But that wasn't who I was talking about before, bro. You said uh, seventh round, and then you said undrafted. Yeah, it was a, a Raymond Callis, Calis or something like that. He was – that was the seventh rounder. That, that was the seventh okay. rounder I was talking about. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Jake Funk is there, so you watch. Yeah, he is. He is there. Um, yeah. That's a whole bunch of punt returners, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you, 
They, they Look, drafted a whole bunch of punt returners. I don't know why. <laughs> you all just got silent. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> don't fake the funk, man. Don't fake the funk. Come on now. Jake Funk. Oh, Nathan, my God. Well, you what Nathan just said. <laughs> it's going to be a steal for sure. That's wow. from. He lives in Maryland. That is not right, right. You're asking for confirmation from, okay? Right. No, don't, <laughs> don't think it's your validation from this man. Nathan, I'm playing, bro. I'm playing. So, Maryland owned Nathan Snell are here. Gonna be right. a steal. Hey, there we go. Let's see. We have it on video. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But yo, at the end of the day, Cam Man. We wish all the best to you, man. This is awful that this happened two weeks before the season, preseason, all this stuff starting. This was going to be your year, man. But, hey, keep your head on straight. Keep 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 your eyes on the prize, man. You'll get back there, and it'll be, it'll be a great story about how you got back in it, man. So we got to move on to the longest-running segment on Washington Football Weekly. Like it, love it, or hate it. Yes, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, we put up a couple topics and we give our opinion. Either we like it or maybe we really love it or we're like, what in the hated it? So starting off with this, and Will, I'm going to come to you first. Like it, love it, or hate it. Journalist Mike Silver, the old uh, the, uh, NFL Network journalist, ESPN uh, announcer, commentator, journalist. Hi, was hired by the Washington football team. Will, talk to us. How do you feel about this? I think I like this. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not going to affect anything on the, the actual football side of things, but he's got a background with Sports Illustrated, with NFL Network. He's a national reporter. Um, I think what I see with this is for so many years, national reporters – all they do is dog us, and they find anything to make fun of us about. And here we got a national reporter who says, I want to join that team. I want to be a part of that. I think that speaks speaks some volumes of it. Um, you know, he's got a, a really strong relationship with Ron Rivera. They're very, very close. And so obviously that played a, a big factor into it. But it, it sort of, to me, seems like maybe other people, maybe – you know, the, the national folks are are taking notice as to where we're going um, and not just on the football side, but on the, the other business side of things. And maybe that means that we're more of a, of a franchise that they want to be associated with. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because he's going to work for us, but I still believe he's going to have his segments with NFL Network. Um, he's going to try and produce some some content, some stories with players. Uh, I think he's going to be on the sidelines for preseason. So it's going to be kind of some interesting um, to see. But like I said, I, mean, I don't think there's anything negative about it. I don't know how much of a, a effect he's really going to have. But again, it's more like, could the could the tide be changing on feelings of our franchise? Hmm. That's, hey, that, I mean, that's a good point, because I, I think one thing it shows is that a culture is changing. Uh, I think and Ron started with him him coming in and everything he's been through and kind of how his whole persona is. And and if I'm not mistaken, Will, this guy, um, Mike Silver, is close with Ron Rivera. Yeah. Barrett. Barrett. So that, that will be a huge, huge benefit for us. I know I was reading he's going to be on the podcast immediately for Washington football team. He's going to be starting to get involved in it. 
I, I've seen him a bunch on NFL Network. I've seen him on all those, and and I'm glad he's going to keep that role. But I think this is great. I, I think this is. I like this. I, I shoot. I see. I'm leaning towards loving it. Having when you when you have people want to come and be a part of you instead of running for the hills, which is what we've had recently. Like I like this. Let's start. We've been adding good people. Let's continue to add good people. So hopefully this is a bit beneficial to us. Abs, think, man. Um, it's one of those things that I don't care. Um, it's, um, like to me, if I'm, um, if I'm being, um, if I'm being myself and if I'm really thinking on how this is going, I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. This is literally just, uh, kind of like crowd control. This is like, um. He's a media guy, and he's uh, basically got hired to do the same thing as Julie Donaldson is, and basically that's to shine good light upon us. And mm. to me is because, I mean, when you showed me, like, I didn't know who this guy was at the beginning, but now that um, you show me a picture of him, like, the guy is legit. The guy, he, like, respectable. He's almost there with Adam Schefter in like reports and um, just like, he's just a legit guy. But to me, this is literally just something to. <laughs> Sorry. You got it? You got it? I thought you were starting to throw up. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> This is literally just something. <laughs> To control the noise yeah. that's being put out. I was just thinking, control the narrative as you talked about it. Yeah. And so to me, like, you get a legit person, get them on our side and get them under our payroll. And now this is like he is one of our, our people to get just the right message out. Right. And for the next few years, this is what we have to do. And this is a smart play. I like it for that reason. But to me, this is not that important as far as our team, as our players. But honestly, the message, the culture, and everything like that, the overall, this is great for our team just to get the right message out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Hey, Sean, let, let me take a guess here. The one who says that we're getting a lot of hype is Jack, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> what? Jack said, hey, Washington football team's getting a lot of hype this year for the press. Makes me nervous. Oh, he's such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> he said, I don't want any attention. He, Yo, he, has, he never has any hope in any of the sports teams. <laughs> and he just waits for them to let him down. All right, hold up. We got Nathan Snell. Oh, uh, Ab, drink some water. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There oh, it is. Oh, oh. No, there we go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, all right. I agree with everything Abdul just said. Okay. Okay. Listeners like it. And uh, that was a quick scare. Hello, Anton. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Boral Sport? Hope all is well with your girl. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Like, give us updates. Scary. Let us make sure everything is, is, uh, is cool. Um, all right, moving on from this, and Ab, I'm going to come to you first. We've addressed this. We've addressed it time and time again, and I'm so I, – I'm, I'm, 
I'm not happy about how things how this looks. Washington football team is listed as one of the four teams having less than 50% COVID vaccinations. Ab, talk to me, man. What? Come on, man. What is this? All right. Granted, everyone has their opinions. Granted, everyone has their views on uh, taking shots. It's your choice right now. It's your choice. Right now, it's your choice to get vaccinated, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and people are taking their God-given constitutional right to choose or be dumbasses, wherever you want to be, on getting your shots. But as far as being on, um, on, on, on an organization level, you know what I'm saying? I've already brought this up to you guys, and honestly... It takes one person to eliminate a group of positional mm-hmm. players. And this is all I can think about when I see this. And I've said this before on past shows that, and especially on our uh, defensive end, mm-hmm. in our defensive end group is very thin. Past Chase Young, past Sweat. Um, who do we have after them? You know what I'm saying? And our, our defensive line is basically anchored on them. And what if, uh, uh, who was it, Montez Sweat that was against getting a shot? Yeah, yeah. Um, he takes out the whole defensive uh, end group. And it believe, and honestly, if you're saying that will never happen, it happened last year, y'all. It yes. happened. <laughs> it happened in Denver, Colorado. Denver Broncos. And it took out the whole quarterback room. They had a fool that was a wide receiver. I want to say he was like seventh round too, bro. Yeah, a seventh squad. round wide receiver <laughs> playing quarterback. Yes, Mr. Hinton, yes, sir. <laughs> and so don't say it can't happen because, honestly, it takes one player to eliminate a whole positional group. And to me, I think that is just too – especially with the – and, and so it's too easy for that to happen. And it's too easy to mess up a game plan. It's too easy to mess up the motivation going in on Sunday, Thursday, Monday. This yeah. is bad, guys. This is really, really bad. And I like I'm like this isn't to uh shit on anybody that like about what your choices are and everything like that, but I think you gotta actually look and be like, I can affect my whole team by what my choice is. And, mm. and honestly, and I, I pray that it doesn't happen. I don't wish it on anybody, but this is a, it's not a good look. It's a bad mm. look. I do not like, I do not like this. I hate this, Sean. Mm. And I'm praying, praying it doesn't eliminate us because uh, essentially I think this could probably take us out of contention because Right. Every year, every right. year, the NFC East is always got like it's always a battle yeah. for for our division. So this this could take us out of contention, guys. I think you're absolutely right. I think I think we are that team where we have things working for us. We have everything going in the right direction. But it could be something like this. You look at the Ravens last year, barely ended up making the playoffs halfway through the year. Half their team was out. The Titans, half their squad was out because of this nonsense. Guys, there's a Delta variant that's out. 
you stay educated on this stuff. You need to keep you protected, but also those around you. I agree with you, Ab. I 100% hate this because this is ridiculous. The fact that there's there's only four teams that have less than 50% and we're one of these four, it's like all this positive news we're hearing is, is just covering up this type of BS. Like, come on, guys. Like, get it together because it that's all you're absolutely right. And not even let's not even talk about just defensive end. We we don't know who has it, who doesn't have it, but what if it hits our quarterback room? You know, you don't have to go too far into that to depth chart to, to really be having issues. You know what I mean? You know, we're we're all hopeful on Heineke if he ever has to get in, God forbid. But then after that, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Montez and uh and Kyle Allen, like, come on now. So uh, we we guys we gotta we gotta pay attention. It's gotta be for other people, man. We gotta focus, and it's part of that team thing. But Will, what what do you think about this, man? Um, I mean, I think the NFL has made it very clear that those players and teams that have high vaccination rates are going to have a competitive advantage out there. And we talk about whether it hits one of our star players or what if it hits someone lesser known but it's one of your star players who is unvaccinated, there is a difference in the level of testing and contract tracing mm-hmm. that they are going to put into place. And where if you've been vaccinated, you have a much better chance of coming back on the field versus if you have not been vaccinated. And whether you keep um, testing negative day after day after day, come game day, they may still say, nope, we can't take the risk because maybe at 10 o'clock, you, you don't, but at 4 o'clock when the game's over, you, you could test positive. We are not going to let you be out there. Right. So it's a major disadvantage um, if you have not been vaccinated. And I think back to what we're at right now. Uh, the world's about to, to watch the Olympics. And some of the concerns that athletes had was I didn't want this to affect my training. Yeah. Hearing that people you know might be out a day or two, they were not willing to do it well. We're like two weeks away from training camp. Yeah. And so, and you're going to have two weeks before you take your second shot. So we're at that point of the, of the NFL off season where this is it. It's too, you know, you're getting into your season and there's no way they're going to want people to be taking vaccines at training camp or during preseason and getting away from practice because they need to be learning what they need to do. So that's, this is a major concern that we are this close to the season starting and we're at where we are. Very concerned. Yeah. And and, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the Olympics thing. We've, we've, we've just heard about people that have now missed out on being able to go because they tested positive. We've heard about there was a case, if I'm not mistaken, in Olympic Village, you know, where something came about where somebody tested positive. Guys, this is serious. And it's starting to get to the place where we, we've gone over, we've documented on this show the, NF, the NFL's protocols. You know, if you don't have both of your shots, the NFL is very strict on keeping things essentially for you the way that they work. But ladies and gentlemen, let's not act like this cannot, this can't work, guys. If we follow the rule, the NBA just finished their season. You saw what happened with them. WNBA is going on. Major League Baseball is going on. We can do it, but there, it's a two-way street. You got to work. You, you guys got to work with us, work with each other so we can eradicate this thing, so we can get back to just being normal and out here and open. Come on, guys. Come on. So, um, real quick. Yeah. Real quick. And we talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, the difference between people that get their shots and people that don't get their shots. 
the privileges you get for having your shot as opposed to not having it. Yeah. So if we're under 50%, do you know that's a whole much, that's a lot more babysitting we have to do for all these right. other players? Right. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, make sure that you don't leave your room after right. this time. That, Like, right. you get what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, these are grown-ass men that we're going to sit here and have to babysit because they didn't get their shots. And, and them being grown, they're going to be like, man, you can't tell me what not to do. I mean, the law says that I can do whatever I want to do, regardless if I have the shot or not. And, and like, how, who, like, the only people that know I don't have a shot are you guys. Mm. And it's just, mm. it, it's messy. It, it brings a whole bunch of, like, and we don't want a situation where guys are, being, are disobeying what the league rules are just because they want to go out of town or something like that. And, and I mean, we're talking about getting each other sick, but we're also not talking about the, um, the resources it's going to take to mm -hmm. keep everybody that hasn't gotten their shots in line. Mm -hmm. That's a big issue too. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, nobody wants to babysit another grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it is, man. What it is, yo. Shout out to Jack. Daily test for the unvaccinated players. They're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna force it to happen, man. We, we, we go, come on, guys, get together. Also, well, the shout thing out is, it, it's not like, oh, the eye signs. I knew he was saying that. Blind <laughs> yeah. right over Willie. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's like there is a big difference though between last year and this year. You know, you could say, hey, listen, you know, these players weren't vaccinated last year, and there were a couple cases that that really hurt teams but the majority we got through a season but that's totally changed with this year you know people are out and about businesses are open and so there is there is a greater chance if you're not vaccinated especially with this variant that's going around right now that you could get it because we're not all sitting at home then go then they go to practice then they're sitting at home again you know restaurants are open your ability to be interacting with people and increase your risk as much higher this season than it was last year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. Um, so, guys, let's go. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing going because I, I, I fear it will re it will rear its ugly head coming close to the end of the season, ladies and gentlemen. We have to move on. Uh, and like 11 hated, we have another one. We're going to bring that up in the coming weeks. I wanted to move on to the position battles, so I'll save that one for a little bit later now next on the agenda we know training camp coming up we know preseason will be coming over the next couple of weeks the hall of fame game is what like nine days away maybe is it you know august 4th august 5th something like that so it, it uh, doesn't matter two teams i do not give a shit about <laughs> yes one of them is dallas because hard knocks <laughs> Okay, operation to find out the secret starts when Hard Knock starts. Let's get it. <laughs> and it was funny because I looked up, I was looking on YouTube just to see like was the last time I was on Hard Knocks, and the first thing that came up is To and those big glasses talking about my quarterback. Yeah. I love my quarterback. <laughs> Yo, these guys, I'm so glad they're on Hard Knocks. Yo, check out my interview with Jared Jared Harmon last last night. Die Hard Cowboys fan. Talk to him about that. And as a Cowboys fan, he wasn't excited <laughs> that they were on there either. Uh, but one thing we are excited about, 
is these different position battles, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to figure out which position group and uh, competition are we most looking forward to. Will, I'm going to come to you first because I'm excited about this one. I'm torn. I'm torn between wide receiver and corner. Hmm. Um, I think I think wide receiver because it's just I'm just really curious how it's all going to play out. Um, I I think there are five locks on the team already. Um, they go a little bit. Of, I've got one person that that yeah. Ab gives me that 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 look. I think you know we we got McLaurin, Samuel. Five. You you have five locks. Yeah yeah for now. So I got McLaurin, Samuel, Brown, Cam Sims. And I've got Adam Humphrey Humphreys, as a lot. Oh, that's the I got one. him as a lot because he's Fitz's boy. Okay. Yeah. So then I want to see what comes about AGG. Mm-hmm. They drafted this guy. You know, he was hurt last year, so we didn't get a chance to really go about him. Kelvin Harmon, they didn't draft this guy. They but did. he put he no, no no Ron Rivera didn't draft him. Oh, oh, you okay. Know? So he's not his guy, but he showed something as a rookie you know, that second half of the season. And he's a big body. Kind of see what type of possession player they could be. Um, we've got the the undrafted guy from the year before, Isaiah Wright. He played a lot. Didn't show a whole lot, but he played. Uh, the seventh-round pick, Dax Milne, Milne. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Be interesting to see. And I'm just curious. I mean, we all are throwing out Stephen Sims Jr., but who knows? Maybe the fact that he knows his, his job's on the line here. You know, he came in last year basically being the slot guy, and that's been removed. You know, he is a speed guy. We'll, we'll have to see what, what he shows in training camp. I just – I think the, the back end, the sixth, maybe seventh wide receiver, is going to be really, really interesting to see what they go with and see how these guys play. Yeah, I like that. Like who that. was your last take- five again, uh, like, real quick? Mm-hmm. McLaurin, Samuel. Brown, Cam Sims, Adam Humphreys. Hmm. Hmm. So if Milan doesn't make it, Dax, Dax, Dax doesn't uh, make it on the well, team? Well, I don't know who's going to be six or seven is what I'm saying. Oh, That's okay, what okay, I'm interested okay. to see is okay. who gets that six spot and if do they actually go and keep seven. Yeah, I see that. I there's see a that. lot what? of potential, you know, with AGG and Harmon that we don't know about. You know, there's so- there's speed with, with Steven Sims Jr. You know, it's like, I don't know, let's yeah. see what they're like. But now, you also said cornerback, too. So, everyone keeps hyping up or saying what we got to do with, with, with Fuller. I mean, Fuller's our number one cornerback. So, I want to see Fuller and Jackson together. And then I want to see, you know, this rookie, Benjamin St. Juice. You know, we, we think, you know, we think he's going to be the three. We think maybe he can play outside and jam guys and allow Fuller to, to move to the slot when needed on big plays. But we don't know. You know, we don't know about JMU Jimmy, how he's going to progress in year three. And then I don't know who's after that, to be honest with you. Just, <laughs> and, and so I just – I think that's going to be interesting to just kind of see the rookie, how he plays. Is he – is he as – does he, you know, show – what he showed in minicamp is being ready. Is he going to be, uh, you know, ready to go, guns blazing at training camp? I think it's going to be, be interesting to see. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Ab, what you think, man? Um, for argument's sake, I have to agree with, um, for this topic, um, the position battle would be wide receiver. Um, I have a sec, I have a close second though, but I'm going to say, 
I'm gonna say there's only three locks. I don't like after three, you're kind of just like it's a toss up. And like there's favorable and less favorable after that. But the top three um for wide receivers are McLaurin, Samuel, and Brown. And Brown is because they just drafted him. They drafted him, I mean, uh third, fourth round is uh, high-ish, you know what I'm saying? So that right there. Um, and just to me, I think those could be your starters, for real. Like right mm-hmm. there, those could be your starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and and saying that, that's why you don't need an Adam Humphreys. Um, mm-hmm. They let go of uh, Morgan Moses. The, the way that I see it, they let go of Morgan Moses because they had a guy that was almost ready or about ready that can take his spot right there. To me, Adam Humphreys, if we drafted a player that's almost there, why do we need Adam Humphreys now? So the same reason we got rid of uh, Morgan Moses, same reason we get rid of Adam Humphreys. Um, and to me, both, all these guys are about six feet tall. Um uh, Brown, Samuel, and we need giants, bro. We need some big guys, six foot three, four, five. So, I think we keep both Antonio, uh, Gandy Golden, and we keep Harmon. So, mm-hmm. Kelvin Harmon. So, right there, that's five right there. And to me, uh, if we go back, I think I only got six wide receivers, yeah. and so the six one the six one um I think just to throw it in there to I think to mix it up, Milne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Milne, you know what I'm saying? That earlier. Like, you said that earlier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I just to me, say, uh Steven Steven Sims, like you know what I'm saying, like to me, it's that just for the same reason that you said Harmon wasn't one of Ron Rivera's guys, Steven Sims isn't Ron Rivera's guy. So same reason right there. So to me, I think they'll keep Harmon over uh, Sims because essentially Terry uh, McLaurin, Samuels, or Brown can play the slot. So why why do you need uh, Steven Sims? Why do you need him? And to me, Milne, it's just – Something different, backup, returner, like you know what I'm saying, like just uh like just to throw it out there. Yeah. But my second second um like um uh position battle is defensive end two. Mm. Not starters, two. Mm. Because yeah. and, and I, see I do my homework, guys. I like everybody. No one would ever consider yeah, this yeah, as a position battle. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you, I, I've been saying it all along. We are one injury away yeah. on our starting defense, away from being an average as defense, yeah. if not worse. So the position battle for second is between two seventh rounders and maybe. Maybe an uh, uh, undrafted rookie. Like, come on, man. Uh, Scary. Like that. Are you kidding me? We go from two first rounders 
to seventh rounders? That's come on, man. That gap is crazy, man. And someone seriously has to step up. Like, because as much as as much as I would want Chase Young and Montez Sweat to stay on the field hundred percent of the time, that's not realistic, guys. It's not realistic. So one of these seventh rounders has to step up. Shaka Tony and um, James Smith Williams, and then it was another one from last year. Um, Will Bradley King. One of these guys has to step up. They're all seventh rounders, bro. That's that's not okay. That is not okay, guys. And to me, it's just that's where the that's the real position battle right there. Is who's going to step up and be the primary backup to to our all star defensive ends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that, I like that. I like that. Honestly, uh, I I I think both of y'all hit it with the wide receivers. That battle is the one I'm looking for. But I I think it starts after um, third. So I think it's obviously McLaurin, obviously Samuel, obviously Brown. And then I think after that, I personally think we're going to keep Humphreys for the same reason that Will was saying, that there's closeness between him and uh, Fitz and the fact that we, like, just signed him. So I'm just – I think we're going to keep him and for experience. And I like that Dax Malign guy. Those others, um, AGG, Harmon, Sims Jr., Sims, I think it's going to be a battle. And that's the one I'm really eager to see because I can't call it. I can't. Some of those, AGG and Harmon, I, I, you know, some of the, they were hurt. They were out not playing. So it's like what if, we're in a league that's what have you done for me lately? And if you ain't been playing while, well, like, you're going to have to dominate right now. So I'm, I'm eager to see what they're doing. And the other the other position I think is linebacker. I think, you know, between Bostic, between Cole Holcomb, between our first-round rookie, uh, Jamin Davis, um, I'm eager to see if who steps above the rest, who takes that role, and then who the backup is and how much they're going to be ready to move in. You know, I really that's something that we've all talked about since we first started the show. Linebacker is what we, that's been a hole, and we need to fill that. So I'm eager to see who kind of moves up into that role and could be consistent, and could be consistent. I don't think it's a position battle, though. I think those are easily our three starters. Like, if you were talking about, like, the backup to them, yeah. that's another argument. But right. like those three are easily our starters at a uh, middle linebacker, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So and that that's gonna uh another one, tight end three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Battle tight. of the of the suck. Tight end all three. I mean, come on. Uh, not really. Not really. Um Jordan uh uh Logan Thomas one uh, John Bates, two, and three is a toss-up of Reyes and um, oh boy from uh, Arizona. Seals um, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a toss-up. Uh, I think that's a battle right there because I, do I don't like that battle. The lux- I, don't, I, I don't think we have the luxury to have four tight ends, mm-hmm. so three is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't I, think any of the guys – Minus like Reyes has like this potential, but I don't think any of those guys show that they should be on the roster. Like you could put, they really like a guy, a tight end named uh, Tamaric Hemingway. You can mm. practice squad that guy. 
and let him develop. You can practice squad Sammy's Reyes and let him develop, you know, and to where I don't think they need the roster spot. And that's kind of where, like, I think Dax Milne is going to be on Washington's team on the practice squad because I think you, you can cut him and still keep him. Right, you know, right. and and that's kind of why I didn't include him on my and that's be the same with tight end three. Yeah, yeah. Let these guys develop. You know, what's the old Joe Gibbs thing? Fake an injury so that they sit out for a while, so they can't get picked up. <laughs> yeah, they, did it, they did it under Gruden too, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, my finger nail. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on injured reserve. He's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take a seat. Take a seat. Yo, shout out to a hey, shout out to Anthony Handy. Just jumped in here. Was talking about Samuels played well in the slot, played six yep. percent of the snaps last season, so that's definitely good. <laughs> when you were paused, Ab, he's like, "I'm hearing Jeopardy music when Abs was thinking. because <laughs> you looked up like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> you know, through that those de- studs at defensive uh, will need some rest, especially in a runaway game. No sense of getting them hurt. Exactly, exactly, yo. So yo, definitely, definitely glad you came to watch it. Yeah, I agree. I'm eager to see what happens. I'm eager to see what happens. But I think one place that we've all, all three of us mentioned, um, I think we can all agree we're very eager to see is it's at wide receiver. We want to see what happens because we have yeah. a threat in Fitzpatrick. We we know there's going to be a lot of balls going around, but there's not enough for all the amount of guys that we have. Um, I mean, oh, that was Jack. Oh, that was Jack that talked about Samuel. That wasn't well, it. They, they need to play him at slot. But Samuel needs something. That's where he earned his money last year uh, right. with Carolina. You can't just – Push him to the outside the whole time just because you gave him big money. No, right. I and that's not really big money, but I get what you're saying. But um, I to me is that we have these three diverse kids, and like that's the I think that's the that is the uh, reason why we got, like why we're excited about this season is about the diversity mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like. You don't know what we're going to do with any of them. You, right. you get what I'm saying? Like, you can put them anywhere, and it's going to be a shock. And to me, I I think that was, I think that was a, uh, a one of the Patriots' like biggest game plans, uh, one, uh, one of their years. But they just had just so many diverse players that they, like no one knew what their next play was going to be. There's no tape for that. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Washington needs another Santana Moss. Portis once famously said Santana is the best cross eye wide receiver in the league. Cross eyes? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, hey, so that that is definitely something we're interested in. And, and that will lead us into to our last topic, uh, which was brought up by our, our, our man, our, our Mr. Moral Sports. Uh, and Tom Benson. Hopefully everything is going okay with Stephanie. Hopefully, you know, you guys get whatever taken care of is necessary and whatnot. Um, but he put up who's the best one-two punch, the best duo on our team. So, Ab, I'll start with you. Um, it's too easy. Um, it's wet. Um, Wet and young. That's the that's the easiest question ever. Like, <laughs> like that's like I mean, there's like it is. Honestly, you could consider uh, McLaurin and Samuels, but you don't know how they play against play 
play with each other. You right, know right. how Sweat and Young play with each other, and they play phenomenally together. Right. In their first year together, almost twenty sacks, and right. you know what I'm saying? Like that right there. It's crazy. I think next year. After a year of playing together, after some like a real training camp, because they didn't have a training camp last year. Right, right. After a real training camp this year, bro, both double digits on both I'm sides. On I like both that. Sides, two double digits. <laughs> Lock it in, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Let's go. I love that. Well, what you think, man? Yeah. So, so Ab, you said exactly what I was thinking. Was it's too. It's too unpredictable to pick new where there's newcomers. You know, right. we just don't know what the what the the gel is going to be. So yeah, yeah, obviously, Sweat and Young is the is the easy easy answer. So I started thinking a little bit deeper, and I actually think um, our running back tandem is a really good punch that complement each other really well. And yeah. I think it goes it allows for the, their strengths get a chance to be highlighted to where they're not. They're not jumping on each other, and they can really, really work together. And and I only hope this year we put a few more, you know, them both in the backfield, um, you know, together. So we you don't know who's going to get it. Um, yeah. Now, what we don't know is how often are we going to be throwing that running back swing because we don't have Alex Alex Smith throwing the ball five yards past the line of scrimmage no more. So right. that uh, may not be Fitz's mo. Speaking but, of Alex Smith. Nathan Snell, I thought it was going to be Alex Smith before he left Antonio Gibson. Just, yeah. just, just. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I just, that's what I was thinking. The other really easy one is, uh, I'm, I can't, I'm going I'm to say this. I didn't coin this phrase, but our, our, our group of, of defensive tackles that you can call them ah, the, the beer, the IPAs. Yeah, yeah. You know? And we got four of them now this right, year. Right, right. How the heck are they going to all get playing time? That's that's what I was thinking. I, love I was it. thinking those D tackles. I, I yeah, that I, I was thinking those D tackles, man. I was thinking, you know, because they did a lot of the meat, a lot of the grunt work on the inside. While while Chase Young and Sweat had the edge, I think those D tackles were were huge. I think that tandem in the middle and whoever. Uh, um, personally, I'm so excited to see Matt Ioannidis come back. You know, put him in there with Deron Payne. Put him in there with Johnson Allen, like. I, I love that because that clogs up those middle. That that, pro, that stops those guys from double teaming our guys on the outside. Lets those linebackers roam. So yeah, my best duo is right in there. But yeah. then my other one, I was thinking of just two players that I thought did well, but they don't really ping off each other. I was going to say Gibson and McLaurin. It's just two young guys that have come up and and are, are leaders at a young age. They're productive. They're getting the job done. Um, I love what they bring to the table. Um, let's see. Uh, Jack said, uh, Fitzpatrick and Heineke both are going to play this year. Good, Jack. Oh, my goodness, Jack. Could happen. <laughs> hey, you know, it definitely uh, could happen. I'm uh. not saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, um, I'm gonna put this out there. Um, for the same reason why we gave up, uh, Morgan Moses, and the same reason why I said that we'll give up on, uh, fuck, who. Who did I say before? Oh, man. Uh, Humphreys. Humphreys. The same yeah. reason. I think we, we're going to cut uh, McKissick, too. I think Ooh. that's. I think we'll cut, cut McKissick, too, for that reason. Ooh, interesting. 
And they keep what? Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber? Jared Patterson? Uh, Jared, Jared Patterson, Patterson yeah, yeah, Jared Patterson and um, I think uh, Lamar just to have that uh, veteran presence back there. Y'all, Brown Rivera yeah, loves like, Peyton Barber. We may not like him, but he does. <laughs> You can't discuss that. Uh, you're right. You're right. I don't like his ass. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they, so earlier today, I'm watching ESPN. Elliott, a career low four yards, uh, four yards per rush. I'm like, they're saying that's a low? Like, that, like I'm just like, mm. to me, like four yards, like, Especially in NFL, that's actually okay. Like right. you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's all right. And they, they're right. saying that's a low for Ezekiel Elliott. And we're talking about Peyton Barber. This fool can't even do two. Like it works <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like where exactly. and, and then he's a favorite of that just right. that's yeah. that blows my mind, guys. It <laughs> blows my mind. Blasphemy. <laughs> yo, yo, absolutely, yo! I, I think this is great. Um, Anthony's talking about Matt Ian. Ian, how mm-hmm. you spell it? It sounds like he, he's the ruler from Sparta. <laughs> yo, shout out to Anthony Handy. He's hilarious, man. Yeah, Nathan saying they're saying it's the low because it's ESPN. Ah, I got you. Oh, and yeah, Nathan's got this whole the media controls the narrative. Uh, they only control the narrative. Uh, control the narrative if you're ignorant. So um, let's just be. Let's just let, let. If you know what you're talking about, they don't control the narrative at all. Boom, boom. Yeah, but I, I would say that most people don't, and so they they do follow the bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Most people are ignorant. Yeah. You're right. Right. And and they will they will follow the storylines of the week and as the mm-hmm. slate the season ebbs and flows and with it. Not not the, they'll they'll follow the titles. They won't even read yes. the articles. No. Right. They'll right. just follow the titles. <laughs> right. And that's why I, I think it was you that posted uh, something a couple weeks ago, or somebody looked. So I saw where it was like, "Stop just reading titles and actually look into something." If you haven't read it, don't talk to me. Yeah, don't, don't, don't say them. shit. Right. Don't like, why, like, how are you gonna have oh, five words, bro? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, yo. So I, I absolutely love that. Another week in the books. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to shout out you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we have had no less than about five people listening. We got up to about eight or nine at one point. I, I tagged a bunch of y'all. Y'all but definitely came out, joined us, joined in the conversation. That's why we do it, ladies and gentlemen. This was, this was so, fun. The interaction's fun with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we can get your point of view. You can hear what we're saying. We can go back and forth. Call us out. Check us on what we're not saying right or, you know, and, and we'll call you out. Trust and believe that. Trust and believe that. So, yo, absolutely love all you guys watching. Appreciate you guys watching. Definitely tune in next week. We will be back one week closer to preseason, ladies and gentlemen. One week closer. Oh, my goodness, I'm excited. Yes. Yes, sir. Yo. 
So, hey, got to show love to the people that are with me, under me, the man that needs no shirt, the shirtless wonder. Hey, but I have a shirt for you coming. I have a shirt for you, Kyle. It's it's gonna be on. It's gonna be with your name. It's gonna it's gonna have one of the names we have for you on the show, and it's gonna work perfectly. I hope you gonna like it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, start merchandising soon. Okay, hey, so let's get it. Let's get right. it. <laughs> Yo, a fifty for me, fifty for you, and you you can get whatever's left over, man, for real. Because <laughs> you've been tripping that. I bet you, man, for real. That's from a movie. Please tell me y'all know the movie. Wait a Money talks. Oh my gosh, man. Oh god. Money talks. <laughs> yo, here we go. Shout out to yo, Jack saying you guys ready for hyped up training camp? Will no. I mean, yes, I'm ready for training camp. I'm not hyped up about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, yes. Uh, let's see, yo. So, hey. And right here, my guy, South Carolina's eggplant, Mr. Dub K, Will Kramer, with us another week, Will. Appreciate you. You already know that. You already know that. And you know the name. Anthony said y'all need to uh, start playing my NSYNC karaoke on here. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. That's not my song. That's not my song. song? (laughs) It's going to be me. That's my song. <laughs> I can see it. Anthony knows. Anthony knows. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yo, that's what's up. Yo, let's get it. Let's get it. So, yo, again, thank you guys for watching. Definitely tune in. We're going to be hitting, um, hitting up more and more of these videos like this and also fan videos where we're talking to fans getting more interactive, getting closer to you guys and getting your perspective on your team, on Washington, on the NFL, whatever was going on this fall was really going to, we're going to start blowing up, man. We're going to start making some moves and really getting really in up, up in your face and in your living room, bringing you the good news and the facts. You're already paying attention to it. Why not join us when we talk about it? You know? So, yo, thank you so much, guys. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Peace, guys. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strather. I'm Sean Spencer. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. All right, all right, all right. I am Janae Struthers. I am Sean Spencer. And this is Let's Talk Football.